his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. And we are live in Lee County. Yeah, beautiful Fort Myers. The sun is setting here. It is 6.08 Florida time, 5.08 back in the Twin Cities. Laura, I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but at least this morning it was cloudy. <laughs> it uh, it was a little chilly. It was damp, and it rained all day it yesterday. It rained all day yesterday. Oh, yeah. First, let me just say... I am live in Hennepin County, where it's 39 <laughs> degrees and cloudy. Which is, that's pretty nice. For um, this, I mean, for February yeah, in Hennepin County. It's not bad. And you know what? I feel your pain in Florida. And I will say this because when I was in Florida in mid-January, it, it was lovely, but it, you have a certain image in your mind of what you're expecting. Right. And if that it doesn't live up to it, it's kind of, it's a little disappointing, isn't it? Now, last year when we were out here, I think it was unseasonably warm. warm. Okay. It was in the mid to upper 80s the whole time we were Oh, here. perfect. And... So this week, it's going to be in the upper 60s. It was a little bit of a challenge to figure out, like, all right, what do you pack for this trip, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Is it is it a short sleeve situation? Is it, it's la- You know me in layers. Layers. I it's love all about layers. layers. Yes. So it's fine. A couple of long sleeve shirts or a sweatshirt, and you're fine. Dan Cook had a little bit of a challenge oh this morning. <laughs> okay, look. In uh, Margaritaville Resort. Which is lovely, by the way. Okay. It's a brand, brand it's a very new. nice resort. Right on Fort Myers Beach, first mm-hmm. kind of major resort to reopen after the hurricane. And we'll be live there on Friday, by the way, doing our show yeah. from Margaritaville. And because it's called Margaritaville, I will start drinking margaritas at 3 Ooh, o'clock. Perfect. Ooh. Yeah. You give me one margarita, and then you give me two, and then don't, you get... Yeah, don't say those lyrics on the airplane. No. That's, and then that's... who's going to take over the show? Yeah. Well, my big chance, Laura. It's my big chance. <laughs> yeah, Finally, go. it's cook time. Right. So Dan, on the way uh, to the stadium, yeah. says, hey, um, I couldn't get my shower to work. Oh, no. I couldn't turn out right. Yeah. And you're like, you, immediately you think. We have a stinky Dan. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. Hey, no, wait a minute. <laughs> and, no, you spelled fine. I'm actually. fine. Thank you. You're fine. Gosh. Um, but you think like what? What's going on? Well, I thought you know, new resort. It's it's look. It might maybe defend. you're the first one in the room, right? I mean, I don't know. They have done a whole shakedown of the, everything, and maybe you know, there's some plumbing issues. Some, in my defense, it, it's not a standard shower handle situation. Two 
uh, uh, faucets, I guess, two like not faucets, two yeah, like the, uh, knobs, the overhead thing, and then the wand thing are in there, and then there's two <laughs> different knobs. So on one side of the wall, you have like the handheld kind yeah. of the sprayer. Yeah, okay. you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And then you have the overhead uh, uh, sprinkler, right, coming down. <laughs> Got it from the ceiling. So on the opposite wall, there were two chrome. What, what well, they look like levers, but they're actually designed to to turn. It's a it's a turn the. What do you even call <laughs> this it? This is quite a visual. It's this is it's quite a thing. A I should we should send you a picture. The but bottom it, line is, Cook couldn't figure out how to turn well, his dang shower on, and he thinks there's some sort of crisis, <laughs> and it's like, oh, so I said like yeah. because come to my room. Well, no, oh, no, hell God, no. So when you think. Uh, Mr. Fix-It, yeah. I'm your guy, mm. right? Jurashi gives me, hey, I'll come down and I'll take come a look. I'll come take a look. Uh, like he's going yeah. like to give it to Fonz or something, and mm-hmm. it's just going to all of a sudden. But Dan's looking at me like, okay, i got to indulge Mr. Famous. <laughs> uh, he's got his name on the show. He wants to go pretend he can turn this thing on. Uh-huh. And sure enough. Oh, I mean, like, just click, click, boom, there it went. <laughs> Turned it right on, no problem. Now, again, in my defense, oh, you got to send the one dial like to 3 o'clock and then the other dial to 9 o'clock, and if you don't do it in exactly that, it's like a combination lock to get your shower going, and that's mm. just too much to ask of me at 6.30 in the morning. You might need saying. to take this up with management. I'm going to yeah. say something. Just to me, draw a little picture or something. Next to the, how does this thing work? A diagram, you know? yeah. It's unbelievable. Somehow I figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good for you, Jason. I'm I'm impressed. Thank Maybe you, you are oh. Mr. Fix-It. I, I felt very, very stupid. I felt I, I felt amazing. Like, what a victory for me. Oh, yeah. He walked know? right in, just bing, bing, boom. Uh-huh, right. I can I'm like, see I, it. I'm in there spinning these dials around, you know, 360 degrees. Go for, what, Just something. Give me some water. Something. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. He comes in, turns them just both like a quarter turn. Bang, there it is. So you're not stinky, and you were able to get a shower thanks to your friend Jason. I'm not stinky. True. Yeah. Good. He hasn't showered. I haven't showered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Would have been like I would have had to leave the room. I mean, then you have that scenario. Yeah. And we're off to we're off to lunch. We're going to lunch. Oh, you're on your way. Okay, got it. Uh, Did you see Laura the Donald Trump uh, sneakers? I did. Now, I always think you have a good fashion sense, and you like, uh, do you or do you not like maybe a gold accent here or there? Sure. Would you, under any circumstance, wear a gold high tops with an American flag kind of right around the uh, upper ankle area? Probably not. You got to give the guy credit, right? Actually, you don't. It turns out you don't have to give him credit. But it's an interesting fundraising technique. $399 mm-hmm. for a pair of Donald Trump sneakers. I'm waiting to see how many of those we will begin to see popping up in society. Well, yeah. yeah. Why not show your support and help the former president pay his half a billion dollars? In uh, civil judgment, right? They're called. Did you see what they're called? No. The Never Surrender high tops. Mm. Not quite as catchy as like the Air Force One, the Jordan uh, shoes, right? He has done. What this just gets me thinking, and people can have their politics about it. I just, as you know, I'm always looking for an opportunity, right? So of the following Trump-related items, which do you think I could sell with my my uh, 
my likeness. Okay. We got the shoes. I could have like a drive time sneaker, I guess. I don't know. I don't know that that's me. Uh, we got the Make America Great hats. We could have like a. Your, uh, we could take one of my taglines off the billboards, maybe. It's like State Fair merch. We're talking. Yeah, maybe like a hat. Do you know what? what I, do you know what? What I about see? a vodka or a cologne? There's a Trump branded cologne, a shirt. Mm-hmm. I used to have a Donald Trump tie. Remember when all the all the TV people had ties? Like there was the Regis, Regis Philbin ties and the Donald Trump ties. Yes. Is that the move? You know what I could see you in? Like if you were going to have a a branded piece of clothing mm. or marketing right. item that other people could buy to be just like you, some kind of a little cape, like a little colorful cape that you just kind of <laughs> flit around in and wave your arms and j- it's just a little yeah. Jason cape. I, you might be onto something. I know. Here. I can. Can't you just see it? I can see it. That's that's. Not, I mean, at least this is tangible stuff. Yeah. Unlike the NFTs that he was selling before, right, and sold a ton of them. But I mean, that's like literally nothing. At least at this at least this time you get a pair of shoes. It's four hundred bucks for a pair of shoes, but at least you get something. Other thing in the news that I wanted to ask you about today is that, you know, all of these online sites are being sued for making us addicted to them. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm empathetic to that sort of argument when you're dealing with, like, young people and using the Internet. Like, I think I think there may be a legal case there. Not quite sure about suing Tinder and Hinge for deliberately turning users into uh, people who are addicted to swiping left or swipe swiping right i heard that i mean are people on these apps all day just swiping and swiping and swiping i think i don't know even if they are like can you really sue a company for making you want to be a customer of it like it's just like at a certain point i understand like it's easy to gang up and villainize every tech company in the world but you're essentially saying they made a pretty good product, right? Like, I just don't get it. And if it's your own addiction, do something about it. You know, it boils down to dopamine. It come, There's all types of neurochemicals and things going on that make people do things that they know that they shouldn't be doing, but they feel like they can't stop. Well, yes. that's your own problem. At a, at a certain point, we need to, like... We need to take a little responsibility for ourselves. Exactly. And I think, I mean, I'm not, Dan Dan has just uh, opened up a demo version, I'm sure. This is not his Tinder account. Are you looking at Tinder for Florida babes? Is that what's happening? No, no, not at all. all. He's going to need a shower before he meets up with a Florida babe on (laughs) Tinder. I'm going to need a shower if he keeps these uh, pictures up in front of me. (laughs) A cold one. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, one texture has a, a merch idea for me. Okay. There are so many holes in the logic that I use in this show, I should sell Crocs. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> talking. It's pretty good. I bright like the yellow Crocs. ones, right? Like the billboard, bright yellow. I do like that. I think a cologne might be in order. That would be on brand for you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, And you could have a companion cologne that smells like an unshowered radio producer. <laughs> <laughs> Very in demand for that. Uh, it's not. You're not going to let this go, are you? 
At least not not for this show. Okay. I'll have something new to make fun of you about tomorrow, I'll, I'll, probably. Sure, I'll provide you with something. Well, that'll be good. Laura, did you have a nice weekend? I did. You know what we did this weekend? This is not very exciting, but we are committed, or I am committed, and thankfully Chris is helping me with this. We're going room by room in our house and doing like a deep detail, just like a deep clean, a purging of crap, a getting under the sink, a... Just like disgusting cleaning that you just find yourself ignoring month after month after month until you get down to actually addressing it, and then you can't believe how gross it is. Yeah. So we did our kitchen this weekend, and it is sparkling and beautiful now, but wow, I mean, I can't, just when you think of, everybody has this, I know we're not the only ones that have crumbs in the drawer, and you never clean your oven, and just like whatever receptacle you have your garbage can in, what's that looking like? What was the grossest spot? Was it like behind the fridge or behind oh, the oven or I'm going to say behind the garbage can. We have a pull out garbage can oh. and the whole little thing that it sits in was just disgusting. It was sticky. Oh. It was probably some mouse turds in there and dirt and food and Ooh. it was just bad. Really bad. Yeah. And I injured myself. I burned my arm on the oven as I was doing the self-cleaning, and I thought it was ready to be done, and I went to wipe it out. Are you okay? I'm okay, but then I also crammed my head, my forehead... Right into the this, corner of a marble this turned shelf. Turned out much more interesting than I anticipated. Oh you said Sorry, you, you said this was boring, but now, like, we're hearing a little bit about how you just literally destroyed yourself. I forgot about all my injuries. Yeah. So, <laughs> yesterday was a little rough. <laughs> I've always been skeptical of the self-cleaning feature on ovens. Yeah. It seems preposterous to me. Like, what we're going to do is turn this thing up to 750 exactly. degrees. Please vacate the oh, house. So no hot. one can be responsible for whatever fumes end up spewing into the air. I know. Like, there's got to be a better way to clean. Is this really self-cleaning if I have to abandon the house? Like, it feels like it's a And then you still have to wipe it down? <laughs> yes, I know. And I if you know. don't wait till it cools down, you burn your arm. <laughs> Correct. (laughs) Well, please be careful going home. I will. I'm getting picked up today, so I don't think I have to worry. Very good. Safety first. Laura, thank you. We'll visit with you tomorrow, 521, here on Drive Time with DeRussia, the D-Rush Hour. News headlines are coming your way in just a minute. Would you take a test to see how long you're expected to live? I'm not sure I want the answer to that question. What if it's three days? Like, I don't know that I need that information. Plus, why don't we have an outdoor downtown skating rink? That and more in the D-Rush Hour news headlines next. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is February 19th, live from Fort Myers, Florida, home of the Minnesota Twins spring training here on the home of the Twins, News Talk 830 WCCO. We bring you the D-Rush Hour news headlines, and I start with a question. Would you take a test to see how long you're expected to live? Would you really want to know? Star Tribune reporting on longevity tests. A lot of these are sort of clickbaity things you see in lifestyle magazines and online articles. And Richard Chin, who is just such a wonderful feature reporter for the Star Tribune, put a couple of these to the test, including something called the Sitting Rising Test. All right, Dan Cook's going to try this out right now. Take your shoes off, so you got to be barefoot. Now try to sit on the floor, Dan. All right? Okay? And then, now you got to get back up without using your hands, your knees, your forearm, or the side of your leg... Dan, what you have fun doing the rest of the show. Yeah. Dan's just stuck on the on the floor. Uh twenty twelve Brazilian study of more than two thousand people, fifty one to eighty years old, found the people who had the most difficulty getting up without using hands knee, you know, you just gotta get up. People with the most difficulty were more likely to be dead six years later. Oh boy. Also they don't tell you what percentage of people just die because they fall over trying to do it. Like, be careful. There's also a grip strength test. So <laughs> Richard like tried this thing to see. It said he had the grip of a 20- or 30-year-old. Richard is 64, I think. I think, based on the story. That was the piece of information I was trying to get here. Hmm. How old is Chin? Uh, he t- did a facial aging test. I don't know. It's all. It's a very funny article. You know, I don't want to know. I got to be honest. If I could find out how long my life would be, I would not want to know. You don't want to know exactly for sure. But it, where these sort of where this sort of thing actually does have a little bit of use is giving some of us who are maybe not in the shape mm. that we should be a little bit of a kick in the butt, saying, "Hey, get going!" Or yeah. this is you know how long you got left. Maybe pickleball will save us all. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal reporting that the local developer and owner of LaSalle Plaza, which is a downtown office building, is adding a pickleball court. Ah, the dulcet tones. Uh, doesn't, doesn't that sound like fun? The, the people. Oh, oh. The people who play 
pickleball. Love to tell you about them playing yes, pickleball. Yes, they do. Yes. Yeah. Is it is pickleball the racquetball of today? No, I think it's more widely uh, accepted than racquetball was back in maybe the 90s. I don't know. Racquetball really had a moment. So is pickleball. It definitely does now, no doubt about I'm, it. I should play it. I should do something. Mike what Church, do I do with my life? Mike Church is having a pickleball event on Saturday. The Twins are doing a pick, yeah. pickleball. So anyway, like, do I want pickleball at my workplace? Why can't people just go to dang work? Why do we need, like, I need a circus at my workplace. Where's know. my pickleball court? Where's my golf sim- simulator? We got all that whole area up on the third floor there that nobody ever uses. You know, throw a pickleball court in there. Why not? Would that make the workplace more enjoyable for you? Wouldn't make it less enjoyable. You, There is a 0% chance that you would stay after work for a round of pickleball. I'm No, but I might come down a little early. And other people might enjoy it even more than I do. Why do I have to be the barometer? Well, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's, it's weird. <laughs> I think it's all very weird. It's if like people are so, they hate work so much. Yeah. You know what? I love working from home. I hate paying to park. I hate, what am I going to do for Chuck? Oh, oh, pickleball? I'm off to work. If there it's was ridiculous. A, if there was an email on Friday saying that Monday when we get back, there's going to be a pickleball court <laughs> on that third floor. Are you telling me you wouldn't go up and try it? <laughs> well, of course you would. But I go to work anyway. Like, I, I don't care. I'm just saying. It's not about getting you to work necessarily. You just make it a little. I mean, if you're a building developer, you need the nonsense because people are wackos. No one wants to go to work. People want to work, but they just want to do it at home. I'm not saying no one wants to work. Don't text me. I do love this local developer buying up these buildings and trying to bring downtown back. I guess it's Hempel Real Estate. I give those guys a ton of credit. What I would like to see is an outdoor ice skating rink. And Bill Lindicky asking that question in MinPost today, which I just think it is astonishing that we don't have one. You look at New York City. And you think that Rockefeller Plaza ice rink in Chicago, they have one by Millennium Park. We claim to be the heart of American winter sports. We had the the ski, the Lopez ski races this weekend. We love our winters. Bold North. And we've got bupkis. All we got is a dumb pickleball court inside the old Rock Bottom Brewery. Uh, Bill says that it would cost about 200000 bucks for a winter skating season because our winters aren't cold enough to have the ice rink around for a long period of time, so you'd need a cooling compressor. But you think 200000 bucks? you'd think you'd get a sponsor for that, wouldn't you? That's the D-Rush Hour News headlines at 532. Dave Schwartz, Schwartz on Sports, joins us in a minute. Dave, it's nice to visit you. Congratulations to the Minnesota Wild on what on earth happened. <laughs> we were actually, I had the afternoon off, took my family to the game. It was fun. Um, holy cow. I, I mean, after two periods, you know, you're, you're on your way back to the uh, food stand again to get some more food just to keep the kids in it. And then all of a sudden, it, it's just this deluge of scoring. And it happens quickly. Uh, three hat tricks total in the game. It, it was incredible. It was probably one of the wildest hockey games I think I'd ever seen. The Wild were – this was a, just an absolutely ridiculous third period. They won 10-7, yeah. to seven, which is a football score. But they were <laughs> down 
They were down uh, what three to one? What yeah, was they this? were they were down five three at the end of two periods. Okay, and actually, they had a number of uh, power plays, and so. It, they they came back. I think it was a five on three to start the third. To be honest with you, and they scored, and then another one, and, and it just kind of kept coming. And the team, so the goalie switch comes after two. Uh, Philip Gustafson gets pulled. Mark Andre Fleury comes in, and I it, it just wasn't Gustafson's day, and that happens. And I think yep. he would probably tell you that it just wasn't his day. But whatever was said in the locker room, whatever happened, uh, it, it was a completely different team. In the third period, get a couple goals, start to feel a little bit better, yeah. and all of a sudden, uh, it, it's ten to seven, and Jule Eriksson Ek and Kirill Kaprizov both have hat tricks. <laughs> Four goals in two minutes and seventeen seconds is a yeah. franchise record for the Wild. Six goals in five minutes and forty-five seconds, the fourth fastest in NHL history. Pretty fun, fun to be I, there. I'm a little, je- I'm a little jealous. Not a lot. Oh, jealous. are you jealous? Yeah, not a lot. Je- jealous. Really Just jealous? Pretty fun, unless you're a goaltender. Yeah, well. Yeah, were you able to watch it from the resort, or you have to? <laughs> no, we, we were, were busy sorry. working, David. We were yeah. in the clubhouse, grinding what, away, getting. What do you interviews. think? What do you think we're doing down <laughs> Come here? Come on, man! Just like laying out by the beach. I only did that for part of the day. Only for it gets part. Gets old of the after day. a couple of hours. Oh, I know, and all the attention at my physique. It's like enough. Settle it is down. enough, isn't it? I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this about about the game this afternoon. If I could, if I can talk sports for a moment, sure. Uh, it, Julie Eriksson-Eck might be one of the most underrated hockey players in the entire National Hockey League. I don't think outside of people outside of Minnesota, people understand just how good of a hockey player this guy is. I, I mean, he can score, he gets assists, he can play physical. He always, almost every single night, makes a difference on the score sheet and. He's largely under the radar to the rest of the National Hockey League. I, I can't really figure out why, but he is by far, other than Kirill Kaprizov, I think one of the most important players on the roster. Interesting. What Do you have a theory as to why he sort of skates under under the radar? Is it because well, the team hasn't his, had great success for part of this season or what? Maybe. He's not flashy. You know, mm, you, you, mm-hmm. the guys who get the, the accolades are the flashy guys that make the – the unbelievable moves, the toe drags, the, you know, the top shelf, the spin rim, all that stuff. Julia Eriksenek is just a uh, – he's just a grinder. And a lot of teams in the NHL would love to have him. His goals aren't amazing. They just always happen. And, and you look back through the season, every night he makes the score sheet for something, whether it's a big goal or an assist. Yeah. He is hard to play against. He is solid. Uh, and he just gets the dirty, gritty goals. And I think he's got 28 of them now this year. So, I mean, he's getting, excuse me, he scored 29 today. twenty No, 28 today. Uh, just incredible. Yeah. 28 goals, 51 points, uh, plus 15. Yeah. I mean, that's a great line. And Vancouver's, they're not an easy team. They're a pretty good team in the Western Conference. So that's, well, they scored a lot, a too. Yeah, I mean, seven, most of <laughs> the time you score seven goals in a game, you're counting on a win. Yeah. You think you're going to win, right? Yeah. Right. Crazy. Not when the other scheme scores 10. Dave Schwartz with us, co-host of The Huddle. Draymond Green, uh, I thought, got off a very funny roast of the Timberwolves. Uh, and Draymond Green is, you know, he's polarizing. Not... <laughs> he's uh, the wrestling heel style character of the NBA. Yes. He was the but one. But embraces who... it. 
Who did the headlock. Yeah, which, like, why the league puts up with it, I think, is questionable in my view, but whatever. Like, I'm not a Draymond guy. But this rip during the All-Star game, he says, this is like the old Minnesota days. Cat got 40, they're down 20, which is quite funny. Because I'd, lo- I'd love to say good. he's wrong. Yeah, it's hard to argue, right? It's very funny. There has been some sort of post-All-Star game sort of griping about, you know, when the score is 211 to 186, what are we doing here? But I I guess I'm unsure how you could change, how do you change it? Because it's a mid-season game. It's not worth risking anyone getting hurt, so you're not going to really play defense because that's how people get hurt. So what, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. Well, just enjoy the nonsense. Want? Yeah, but what do people want? No one you know, really you, wants a good basketball game, no, do they? No, people get upset about the in-season tournament, and they say it's ridiculous that you're taking this away from the season, and you know, for the money, the guys don't care, blah, blah, blah. Now you get an all-star year in the middle of the season where guys are just having fun, and nobody wants to get hurt. You're still seeing your stars. Yeah. And you're they're putting up 397 points combined, <laughs> if I'm doing the math. I mean... Yeah. That's what you want to see anyway. Cat scored 50. Nobody... Yeah. <laughs> was he even the leading scorer? No. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 211 points is kind of crazy. It's... I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely it, it, ridiculous. It is. But, again, what are people but expecting? Fun? I don't know. It's boring. The problem is it is boring. So, you know, once you get to that point, it's dull. It just is. Like, I don't know. No I don't know what you're supposed no to do ever about happy. it. But... People are never happy. You're never happy. <laughs> Too much and offense. I... All of a sudden, I'm like I'm like a 90-year-old basketball fan. I liked it better when the score was 62 to 58. I want to see steals and rebounding. <laughs> um, I, I'll tell you what I would really like, and I think all sports should do. They need to get, ri- yeah. they need to get rid of all-star games because they are pointless. You're right. Cat was Just do the, the skills score. competitions. Oh, how about on the East? He was. Yeah, Cat was. And Dame. By a fair margin. Dame Lillard Dame was Lillard. the MVP, I believe. He had 39 points, but his team won, so you can't have. How does he get MVP? Well, you can't have the the top scorer on the losing team be the MVP, can it's you? It's the all-star game. Who cares? That's outrageous. That is where, no, that is where I draw the line. The sanctity <laughs> of the Kia all-star t- MVP. To borrow a line from Dan Cook a few minutes ago, you'd think if you'd score 186 <laughs> points, that would be enough to win. I just think they should do skills competitions. Time to fire, fire Chris Finch is what well, I say. Yeah. What a yeah. absolute – he's embarrassed all of us. 0-1-1. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Excellent. Uh, the Gophers Excellent. men's basketball team. Still hanging in there with uh, Rutgers. Uh, that That's a good win over Rutgers. Well, it's a good win, and it comes off of if there is such a thing as a good loss. You know, I mean, Purdue's a number-ranked team in the country. They lost, but they were leading uh, at the halftime of that game. And then Purdue, I believe, lost over the weekend. So maybe they weren't the vaunted number two. But yeah. I, we had Marcus Fuller on yesterday from the Star Tribune, and, and there is still a lot to be encouraged about. I, I don't necessarily – I don't think this is an NCAA tournament team, but 
They NIT, are, baby. What do you think? It, it, absolutely. NIT, NIT champions, bound. maybe. They could be in, you know, which I don't know. Is it better to play one NCAA game, AA game and lose? Yes. I know. It yes, is. it is. It is. It's, it's a stepping stone. Game. And that's ultimately what this is. Is At least people, you, you, you can be happy and satisfied yeah. that the team has taken yeah. a huge step in the right direction this year. After it looked like, I mean, this was going to be sort of a make or break a year. Don't you think? For oh, the coach. I, I mean, Ben Johnson was on the hot seat. Yeah, that yes. seat was very yeah. any, And I think he I, he's earned another year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we're here at Twin Spring Training. Obviously. You hope, are? Yeah, I don't know. We if are. Yeah. Hope, uh, hope is what it's always about this time of year. And uh, some fans have been frustrated that the team didn't make any massive moves other than announcing they were going to have a lower payroll. That's that's which you know, <laughs> not the best marketing. It's not the, in the best world. marketing the slogan. Know. The way you set that up just is great. <laughs> it's pretty much it's true. That's the only move. None of the none of <laughs> none of the big shots are around right no, no, now. We're good, so we're I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Um, and the lineup is honestly, you look and you're like, well, if Buxton is healthy, like you sort of feel like it's a like the the. Starting pitching loss maybe isn't as severe as it felt like it was going to be. The loss of Sonny Gray. Well, I mean, the Who caveat knows? of if Buxton's healthy. I mean, we say that every year, and I, I truly hope that it, that he is. Uh, the surgery that he had, we talked about it yesterday. Sounded from what he was dealing with was yeah. incredibly painful. Yes, uh, and, and he's he told us today now. how much it hurt, and he didn't really. I, I, he didn't realize he realized it, but wasn't letting himself realize yeah. it last season. He mentioned like that essentially was, his kneecap was sliding around and yeah. pinching ligaments, and that sounds awful. He basically said today that you know now that he's feeling healthy, he realizes exactly how much pain he was truly in. That you block yeah. a certain amount of it out after a point, um, but you, you know how it is if you, if you don't know everything becomes your normal if you are in it long enough. Uh, so that now he's feeling better, it's just it's remarkable to him the difference. But your point, Dave, that when you have an injury like that, that it's a two-timer injury mm-hmm. of that area, do you ever get better? And that's a fair you question. You hope that the surgery does the trick. I mean, you get listen, better, Buxton, but you're never a hundred percent. No, but I would take Byron Buxton at eighty-five yeah, percent over yes. a lot of other center For fielders sure. in Major League Baseball. And, and so if he truly is healthy and he can be the day-to-day center fielder for this team, um, you're right with the pitching. I mean, yes, I, I, you hate the fact of what you lost, but you still have Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Chris Paddock, Louis Varland. I mean, these are good pitchers. And then you look, you know, you're, you still got it. Your bullpen is largely the same. And so this team could – I don't see a whole lot of difference other than losing yeah. the one pitcher – Right. You know, Ryan, that that they couldn't contend for a, a division championship again. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Don't get sunburned. I'll do my best. Dave Schwartz. <laughs> 551. Back in a minute on CCO. We will continue following every development that comes down in the horrifying and heartbreaking Murders of two Burnsville police officers and a Burnsville firefighter and medic. Uh, Also, one other officer shot recovering at home. 
So we'll be on that tomorrow for sure with new developments as we learn more about sort of how this guy, the killer, got these guns when he wasn't allowed to have them uh, and the history of domestic violence. So all of that, we'll keep covering that tomorrow. Lots more from the twins, too. Oh, so many great interviews to bring you. Tomorrow we'll have Byron Buxton uh, and Joe Polad. Yes. So good stuff coming up here tomorrow. Cook, it's time to get back to Margaritaville. Margaritaville, let's go. Oh, baby. All right, very good. Henry Lake coming up next with The Lake Show here on CCO. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.